Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Well, Allie, here we are again. And you know, this road less traveled through this lockdown has been such a fascinating, bewildering, confusing, painful, ecstatic process. I mean, it's like I've take the roller coaster we're all riding. And I want to just take some time. What we're doing each week, as you know, with our with our listeners, is just to be real with each other and just to share this is kind of like a, a weekly update of how the journey has been for each of us. And I am just really curious. I know you have been going through a lot this last week as you have begun to open your restaurants while you've opened them. Mm-hmm. And I am just very curious as to how all that has gone down for you. <laughs> well, it's been an adventure. <laughs> Let's just say that I feel like um, I've been running uh, off my feet for sure every day. Um, And I think the biggest challenge is that everything is so unprecedented, right? There is no roadmap. Um, I was speaking to our leadership team um, last week before we reopened and I said, it's like we're reopening new businesses with all new procedure and protocol and we're in a whole different game and that's going to be really, really challenging. But the important part right now is that um, as human beings, we thrive off connection and that's why we do what we do. So we needed to figure out a way (laughs) to work through all of this 
um, protocol and, and things that are really important for people's safety, but come back to what we valued most. And that was taking care of people and providing a place for connection. So uh, yeah, it's been a pretty wild week. Are we a weekend? Not even a weekend right now. <laughs> um, it's been a pretty wild couple days for sure. Um, but it's, it's slowly coming together. So uh, it's, been, it's been really good. So walk me through this. What, what actually have you gone through and what I'm most interested in? I, I'm just curious kind of in to, to have you walk me through the steps that you've taken through this. But I'm particularly interested in how you have taken care of people, how mm. you're taking care of your people through this, because I know that is such a strong value for you. It is. And you know what? It's been so hard. Um, I've really struggled to figure out how to care for a team you're pushing to their ultimate edge. <laughs> you know, my husband and I, this is an aside, but my husband and I watched Top Gun last week. We finally had a night together. It was a little bit late, but I was like, let's just watch a movie. We watched Top Gun. And I said to him at the end, I was like, you know, this is what's happening to our leadership team right now. They are like the top elite of leaders in our industry and we are asking them to do things that are just completely outside of the box that they would have ever thought they would have ever <laughs> been requested to do right so um taking care of people has been really challenging for me in all of this um it's a lot of verbal um I always, I've told you this before, but I always tell them I love them <laughs> and every meeting with that and every call and, you know, they start to t tell me that now too. So we have a lot of that really family type feeling for sure. And I think that at this point in time, we're probably more connected now than we ever have been. We've had some really hard days and some of us individually in our relationships and just figuring things out but because we have this kind of family connection in our organization it's like fighting with your brother or sister like you you have kind of a bad day you might disagree on something and then you work through it and you come back together and everything kind of starts to melt uh, again after that and i feel like that's been a really important part so how well am i taking care of people right now in my mind not super well they might say it differently um, but I think all of the pre-work, you know, all of the pre, all of the years before showing them how much I cared is helping. And this then is what, I don't want to distract you too much, Allie, but this is 15 years in the making. Mm -hmm. You don't start by moving into a culture and, and, and uh, building an environment this way. Uh, can you conceptualize what you have done to prepare you for this moment? Mm. Well, uh, I'm asking you to put 15 years of work into like 30 seconds or, or a soundbite, which is like impossible. I understand. I know my brain's like, <laughs> it actually froze. <laughs> it's been doing that a lot this week though. So it's okay. Um, you know what? I think it's always the biggest thing for me has always been my commitment to my own personal growth. And I feel like if I continue to grow, especially in my capacity to care, uh, to be empathetic, to uh, become aware and start to be in a place where I can see where other people are coming from, 
um, I think that's been a really, really big part of what's built me into this place of, yeah, just a really deep caring for the people that are a part of our organization, for sure. I find it so fascinating that I have met few people in my life who are as committed and passionate about their own development. And with that comes overflow of caring for others. I just find that very fascinating that you, it's never been about self-absorption, but it's always been about self-development. And in your development, it's the best gift you've given your team. That's what you're telling us. Absolutely. And my development has all come out of uh, situations. So something might have happened with somebody on the team and, I'm, and I'd be like, oh, I don't like I didn't handle that very well. Or how can I get better at this type of conversation? Or how can I lead in a more authentic way? And that's what brought me to you. <laughs> right. So um, it's all spurred out of actual real moments in time, which is really, really cool. So I didn't go out and just kind of blindly sign up for a leadership program. I, I made myself really aware of the things that were going on around me and what was happening and then dove into what I thought would help me in my leadership and in my life. Because as you know, I believe it's all interconnected anyway, and I use it everywhere. <laughs> so. So it was I, I hate to use the word, but would you call it strategic? Like you, you assess, just like organizations, one of the things that you and I both know is, is we don't want to throw, just throw training at people or throw development at people in a shotgun approach that it says, hey, let's, let's assess where the gaps are in your organization and how can we develop a leadership process that helps fill that gap through mentoring, coaching. It could be some training, but let's be strategic about it. And I think that's what you're saying about your own personal life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always, I've always, I, maybe I get embarrassed or ashamed <laughs> of the gaps that I have too. And so maybe that drives me a little harder to work towards fixing them, but, um, and then fixing them is the wrong word, improving, becoming more aware, uh, learning new skills or, uh, strategies or thought breaking old thought patterns that might be holding me back. That's maybe more, I don't like to ever think something was broken. <laughs> me if I don't have to, you know. But it's closing a gap. Mm -hmm. But there's okay. a gap that you you close that gap. And uh yeah, and everything has a has a residue of growth. So can you walk our, our listeners through this last week? What has been your week? Can you describe that? Uh that's hard. It's like um I'm sure there's people out there that can resonate with what I'm gonna say right now, but it's hard for me to tell you what I was doing a week ago today. Um, I can tell you how I've been feeling. Um, I went back and forth in my mind as to whether or not these restaurants should open. I was really torn um, because I don't want people to become sick. I don't want to endanger people's health, uh, the public or our team. Um, so I really wrestled with whether or not this was the right decision. And you and I talked a little bit about that. And it was challenging for me and I really wanted to make sure that we could land in a place that I felt was morally uh, strong or uh, on in line with where I would like to be in my life and and we did that by really 150% committing to making sure we did this right so in the last you know week two maybe we'll call it 14 days um the strategy meetings with the top level leadership team were essentially every 48 hours. 
<laughs> and if we would dive into some area of safety or protocol or guest experience or team member experience or whatever that might be, uh, we broke it all down and we hashed it out. So um, again, I just like, I said this at the start, but like the hugest kudos to this leadership team because we were able to come together as like 15 very highly intellectual brains in this industry and pull something out that I know a lot of my other friends in the industry are struggling to do and even other friends I have that are running other different types of businesses don't even really know how to open them right now you know they've been reaching out and asking me questions and I just kind of giggle because I'm like that didn't come in an hour <laughs> that came in like you know, 50 hours times 15 minds thinking about it. So it was really, really intense. So when we use the word unprecedented, it's like, I don't even know if that, that word is even big enough <laughs> for what's been happening. So we got to a point where we felt comfortable. Uh, we felt like we could take care of our team and our guests and uh, really wanted to, yeah, create a, a space where our team could come back to. And, you know, it was the most interesting thing because once we were open and I walked into rooms, so I've kind of been bouncing around a lot, um, just delivering things, helping out where necessary. Um, and I would walk into rooms and the team was just over the moon to be back at work. So everybody I ran into just had the hugest smiles and eye smiles obviously i can't see their <laughs> their face their mouths from masks right now but you can just tell they are so happy to be back and connecting and doing what they love most so that was like really good uh reaffirmation for me on that for sure you're talking about 11 restaurants uh-huh yeah well uh 10 so we couldn't open lloyd minster because um they actually fell on the saskatchewan border so they're not in Alberta jurisdiction right now. So, so 10. Yeah. And so for our American listeners, so this is like two provinces in Alberta and, and you have a restaurant that's on the border between two provinces that each have their own jurisdiction. Yeah. Protocol for what we do with this. Yes. And basically you could split this building right in half. It's on the 50th main street <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah, it fell into Saskatchewan, which is okay for them. They actually get to kind of see how this all plays out too. Right. So um, but that store has been open doing takeout and stuff too. So, I mean, they're functioning and they're, they're moving along, but, uh, so there'll be a couple weeks behind us, but I, yeah, it's been really, really intense. And then just watching again, <laughs> the top level leadership team after all of those hours of strategy and putting all of this protocol and, um, thought deep, deep thought together to come up with a plan going in and just putting their heads down and making this happen like they're incredible i just i just couldn't i wouldn't even know how to ask for it <laughs> and they're just doing it right it's just remarkable so i'm so and, grateful and what is the experience today for them so you've got all these servers wearing masks um taking care of their customers hardly being able to breathe i imagine under these masks what is this experience like for people yeah it's a little back and forth so um you know as with any major change or disruption in your life there are hard moments and so i think there are some days where some of the team wake up and they're like what am i doing um but then they get to come in and be with the guests and i think that 
and their team members, right? They're friends. Like these people are like their family and they haven't seen them in, you know, well over two months. So this is like a really big deal to get just to be back and have a conversation and connect with people again. So I think that that is really helping carry people through. The masks are extremely difficult. So, you know, um, I don't know what it's like to be a, a doctor. And I know um, I would assume that maybe if you work in an ER, you might be running around a little bit, but servers are basically exercising the whole time. <laughs> so their heartbeats are probably 110 plus the whole time they're working and they're trying to breathe through these masks that are not designed uh, to provide adequate oxygen. So I, I was wearing a medical yesterday in one of the rooms and after about three hours, I was like, I, I cannot breathe. Like I, I could not. So I was kind of trying to lift up the nose flaps and trying to figure out how to get oxygen in. So that's been a big part of my day to day. We um, allocated some cloth masks and I'm just trying to figure out a way to make their lives better, but it's just constant pivot, constant pivot. <laughs> so um, yeah, but the attitude- I imagine like these people, you have created such a culture, they care about each other. And I imagine the hardest thing would be to come to work and not be able to hug each other. I mean, these are huggable people. Oh yeah. We're all like, I think once this is all over, we're just going to like get in a pile somewhere, like take a whole parking lot and there'll be like 300 of us just in a pile <laughs> hugging each other. Like, yeah, every store I walk into, people are like, Allie, and then they're like, oh, I wish I could hug you so bad. <laughs> like, I know it's just the worst. So that's, I, I've said this to you no, numerous times, but that's been the worst for me. Like, I'm a hugger. I want to hug everybody. <laughs> I want to touch you and like show you that I care. Right. So. Um, but that's what you get from our industry, right? We're very, very connected uh, with the human experience. So, but your culture there stands above, and people understand the. I'm imagining through your leadership that that caring is so deep that people get it. That hey, we can't hug each other, but you know what? The caring has not diminished at all. No, and like I said, yeah, you could just feel it every time I was walking into a room, and you could see their eyes smiling and. Um, yeah, I just kept thinking over the last couple of days that it's been, um, we talk about this in, in original Joe's and state and Maine about how people make the world beautiful and all of these people who have come back to work and have made this commitment to taking care of the people in their communities and their team and to try to provide this respite, I guess, if you will, from all of this craziness, um, that is a real people make the world beautiful story. And yeah, it's just very, very commendable what they're doing. Absolutely. Wow. How this is, it's kind of a, well, it's not a great question, but I don't know how else to ask. How do people know that they care about each other right now when you can't see the smiles? Where, where does that come from? That, how do you, how do how do you measure that that sense of caring? Can you articulate it? It's it's kind of a dumb question because it's so self evident, because mm -hmm. you can feel it. Mm -hmm. How would you articulate that feeling of caring for each other, and how do you make sure that you make room for that in the midst of also your restaurants are full right now, as full capacity as will be allowed. Mm -hmm. Because you can't have table, you know, you can't have wall-to-wall -wall tables filled with people, I imagine. Yeah, no. So, but you're, you're there at max and you're busy and you're running 
and you can't see each other, how do you make sure that you stay present to the caring in the, in the room? Well, I, I, that's always been part of our industry. <laughs> so it's always been crazy. And that actually is part of what keeps us connected. We're in this, um, one of the general managers, Clint, he calls it the apocalypse. Every day is like an apocalypse in a restaurant. <laughs> and that's really what like connects us. We go through this like craziness together every day. And we all band together and say, you know what, we're going to get through this and it's going to be awesome. And at the end, everybody kind of like, it's like, it's like a sports team, right? You can, you can almost use that as kind of an analogy. And when you're talking about that feeling, I'm thinking about um, heart math, right? So uh, when I teach the heart math uh, skill and, and the centering and the focusing in on your heart, we talk about the energy and that energy is so real and it's just so evident when you can't actually see somebody smiling and they're smiling with their eyes and you're walking up and you you can you before they even say they want to hug you you know they're holding their arms down like that energy is just so real so um i think that that that's how they feel it off of each other masks or no masks busy or not busy um i think they're just carrying this like really beautiful energy of humanity right now you know it brings up a pretty cool point that when you're connected at the heart level your face can be covered and you know you're there for each other yeah it's a very precious awareness if you just stop and let that sink in eh? i'm very touched as i hear you talk yeah you might not even have to look at each other <laughs> which is so cool yeah right very very cool well look at what we what you can do over the phone mm-hmm. right you can feel that energy um and wow are we ever going to appreciate the connection with each other oh yeah 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 it's going to be yeah let's just hope that we don't have a residual fear which will be there Mm-hmm. but um, working through that. We just got to keep coming back to love. That's what I keep saying. We have to keep coming back to love and try not to let the fear win out. I understand that this uh, COVID-19 is real. I understand that people are going to get sick. I understand all of this. Um, but if if I'm going to get sick or somebody I love is going to get sick, there's probably not a lot that can be done about that. You know, we can be safe and practice safety as much as possible, but you know, somebody who could be in total quarantine could still possibly get sick. And if you want to quarantine, I think that's totally fine, but just don't forget that love is what makes the world go round. So you reach out on zoom, you reach out on FaceTime, you reach out on phone calls, like whatever that is for you but just don't stop connecting. And I think that's the message that's really important in reopening these restaurants and sending that out into our communities that we're here, we're a community gathering place and you can connect and you can connect with your friends, you can connect with us and we would love to do that with you, so. And without connection, it's really hard to stay healthy because if you're, this is the connection between mind and body that mentally, if, if you're disconnected from people, that is going to decrease your immune system. We know this. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the ways that we stay healthy is to keep that 
love of life. Now, what you are not telling us are the hours of preparation that you went into that went into this and the two o'clock in the mornings mm -hmm. for weeks yeah. to make sure that safety protocols were followed to make sure that you had all of the protocols. I, I, there's probably a better word for it. How would you describe your preparation for this to oh. make sure that people, when they come into your restaurant, either as customers or as staff, that they can be guaranteed that they're safe. How did you, what did you have to do to go through that? <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know. Um, well, <laughs> I think we just took every section or every part of the experience that we thought was important to try and protect and figured out how we could make it as safe as possible. We knew there would be government mandate. We knew there would be, you know, franchise mandate. Um, but there are some things that are really important to what we value. And so we needed to figure out the best way to make our guests that come into our rooms and our teams that come into our rooms feel safe, but also feel comfortable. Because Original Joe's has always been this comfortable gathering place. Like ever since I was, like I wanted to work at Original Joe's when I was younger because <laughs> I loved going there. So I used to go to the downtown one with all my friends. And I don't know how many nights we had in there and different like celebrations or whatever. Um, and it, it's like it almost imprints on your heart, right? It's like this place where you can go and you can sit and it's comfortable. And so, yeah, it was really important that we protected that as much as possible. And quite honestly, we weren't able to protect it as much as we like. I know some of the GMs are struggling with that right now. I know that's hard for them because it's a big part of who they are and why they love the brand too. So uh, it's going to be a work in progress, Dave, <laughs> for probably until this is all over. So. Well, I could go on for the rest of the day having conversations with you, but, um, and I'm just always so inspired by your passion for people and your love and your leadership. Is there anything that I have not asked you, Allie, that leaders need to know today about getting through times like this? What, what do you want to leave our listeners with? in terms of lessons that you've learned i know it's so early in this in this crazy time of integrating back into into being at work what do you know already in the last week and then your preparation to this that what's required as leaders today in this time for me presence <laughs> It's very easy to get caught up in everything that has to be done, everything I have to do. Um, and you have to be able to be present when you're in front, especially in front of people that you lead or that you care about, but even just for yourself. So I, I feel like I'm so busy right now that I'm flipping in and out of it and I have to keep reminding myself. And when, but when I flip out of that presence and, and you talk about this at the other Everest retreat, but you go into this like F state <laughs> and I know, and I can feel it in my body, my shoulders come up. And when all of that stuff happens, I stop thinking clearly and I stop thinking from my heart. And so, yeah, presence is my big 
I don't know if it's my lesson or my big work on <laughs> this week, I've been really, really trying to stay as present as possible. And I think um, everybody, I'll make it, I'll make an assumption that many, many people are feeling extremely overwhelmed right now. And overwhelm is a loss of the present moment. It's a loss of what's happening right now and getting caught in everything that's flying around you rather than just saying, what can I do right now? And what can I control right now? And then go on to the next thing because sometimes that's all we can do. And um, that's been really helping me. So that's probably what I would leave it with today. Well, that's inspiring. And being a student of presence, um, let me share that when you're overwhelmed, if you can actually be present to the experience of being overwhelmed, you can begin to see it differently. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when you escape from the, if you're, if you're frantic and you go into that frenetic state of panic, it means a lack of presence. Mm -hmm. And so what presence means is no judgment, but just noticing what you're going through and being present to that and not being afraid of that. And I'm actually grateful that you carried the conversation this week because then it, I, didn't have, I didn't have to uh, expose myself and talk about what my presence has been. So we'll get to me next week in our, yep. next, in our next podcast. That's okay, but, I will get but, to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> but that is to me, the essence of presence yeah. is awareness without judgment. Just notice it's, totally understandable people are going to be overwhelmed today with what you've been through it's totally understandable it's totally understandable that people are going to feel angry that they're going to feel displaced that they're going to feel uh burdened they're going to whatever the emotion is be present to your experience and anything you're going through know that your staff is going through it and the people that you love and serve are going through it and my hopefully i think what your message is is let's just be compassionate with each other and grant each other grace as we as we are aware and stay present to whatever experiences come to us each moment mm -hmm. and yourself <laughs> give yourself that too because you need that a lot right like we all need that right don't forget 100%. to be 100 yourself some grace for sure yes well, you are a model of walking through overwhelm and enormous pressure with grace and with love. And ultimately, that's what we're all about. So let's keep our hearts open and our spirits strong as we continue to walk through this journey. Thank you so much, Allie, for taking the time today and, and uh, for as your usual vulnerability and openness about everything. We're getting through this. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, 
but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us until we meet again.